Welcome into the lounge. Week one is almost in the books. Start of the second quarter of the Tennessee Titan game. It's about 11 p.m. Eastern time. I'm on the mic. Going to give you something to listen to Tuesday. We're going to talk about ad drops. Just another opportunity to help give you an edge in winning your fantasy season. But I got to crack something open for the podcast tonight. One of my employees just got back from Tennessee. They went on vacation for a week. And they brought me back a Chattanooga Whiskey 91 straight bourbon whiskey. I'm going to try that tonight. I've never, I, I've seen it before. I've never considered it. Uh, this employee doesn't know I like my bourbon over 100 proof. So I won't hold it against him that it's only 91 proof because it could be, it could be a beauty. So we'll try this. And we're going to talk about some fantasy football ad drops. We'll see how this goes. Again, as I do more of these, we'll be a little more structured. I'm just winging it. Let's see. Smells decent. Not bad. All right. Well, before we get started, let's talk about ad drops. All right. I want to make sure that... First of all, we're not going to overreact for week one, okay? I have, a, I have a roster with Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon as the starting running backs, and they combined for 10 points. I believe there was two running backs this week that rushed for 100 yards. Only two running backs in the entire week one rushed for 100 yards, and that was Clyde Edwards, the first game of the year, and Benny Snell, the most recent game. Saquon Barkley, nothing. So this is going to happen, right? The NFL sets up these schedules. They try to get rivals, division games, high-scoring games. Some teams are going to run into good defenses. Look at look at Joe Mixon, for instance. He ran up against the Chargers, one of the hardest defenses. Uh, they will be one of the best defenses in the league if they can get their offense together. The Ravens defense as well. So let's not overreact too much week one. Let's not drop any player that struggled. Let's trust our process. Let's trust who we drafted. Now, if week three comes around and it's the same old thing, then, then maybe we evaluate. But, you know, coaches are going to go back to the drawing board, see what they did right, see what they did wrong, change some things around. Uh, you'll start seeing different focal points in the offense. Derrick Henry around the edge to the two-yard line, it looks like. So let's not overreact. Another thing, waiver wires, uh, I like to position myself. If you have the rolling waiver wire, I like to position myself to be the number one waiver wire, uh, picking number one uh, once the playoffs hit. I want to be in control of the waiver wire once the playoffs hit so that if someone gets injured and someone pops up, I can be the first to have them. And the only way to do that is to around week 8, week 10, we pretty much limit ourselves to uh, not using the waiver wire unless absolutely necessary. Uh, we will either add before, 
lineup lock or we will add after waiver wire clear so it doesn't uh, use our our position uh, against us and drop us to the bottom so week one week two week three uh, i'm all about you know adding some players if we think that oh the backup tight end just scored a touchdown where is Janu smith ferkser scored or pruitt whoever that is so we want to put ourselves in position so usually the way I, I run my waivers usually around like week three i start looking at kickers if you have kickers in your league you start looking at kickers week three same thing with defenses you really identify some of the best defenses week three uh they're pretty consistent so a lot of times the best defenses could be still be on waivers uh you know and we can use the waiver wire but again around week eight week ten we want to eliminate that we want to slowly work our way back to the top you may have other people in your league using the same strategy, so they might try to block you. But um, that's what we want to do. And if you have fab waivers, just don't spend all your money um, early on. You want to make sure you have money for the end of the season in case someone gets injured and you need that money. All right. So let's just kind of go over um, some of the players that identified as guys that we want to target. Uh, and the first one we want to talk about is uh, the Colts, right? Uh, Marlon Mack, torn Achilles confirmed. That's an unfortunate uh, injury for him because lo most likely his career is over. Uh, most running backs, if any running backs, do not come back from that injury. They just lose their explosiveness. So if you have him in Dynasty and you can get anything for him, do that now. If you can get a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, even if it's two years from now, most likely he won't see the field for for two years if he does come back uh so if you can sell him move him uh, so jonathan taylor is definitely a a winner this week but i want to talk about naheem hines and i'm not sure if he's available on your waiver wire or not um, but we talked about this a little bit in the offseason about how everyone was overlooking hines because jonathan taylor and marlon mack and who was going to get the bulk of the carries um, but but quietly naheem hines um was a factor in that offense and we saw that week one uh, when he got the first touchdown uh he also got the second rushing touchdown after mac was injured and i don't think it's going to go away i don't think that jonathan taylor is going to be the three down workhorse that a lot of people want i think naheem himes is going to have a legit role in this offense mm, my first taste of this mm, that's not bad at all really sweet it's the first time that i tasted um like brown sugar it's, it's actually really good on it's been sitting on ice so it's kind of opened up a little bit i didn't try it uh neat uh, i'm just trying to get get a buzz real quick and get through this podcast so i'm just got my bourbon sitting on ice getting nice and chill this is a pretty good whiskey though it's only 91 proof it tastes a little stronger than 91 proof, so I, I think that's why I like it. Uh, so, so Naheem Himes. So this is something that I missed in the offseason, and, and you know I'm going to get better at it. But So Rivers left the Chargers, and you know I did identify Rivers as, as check down Charlie, and the running backs were going to get a lot of PPR points, and the reason why we, we wanted to look at Naheem Himes. Uh, but my mistake was thinking that the Chargers were going to run a similar offense, and that Austin Eckler was actually a good running back. 
Um, and he performed very well, but was that a product of Phillip Rivers? I mean, last year, Eckler had 92 receptions. In week one, he had only one target. So I look back. The reason I think Naheem Hines is going to have a role is I look back at Melvin Gordon's career at San Diego. Well, he started in San Diego. Uh, he was similar to Jonathan Taylor. They didn't have a lot of receptions in college. He goes to the Chargers. Phillip Rivers is the quarterback. Danny Woodhead is a scat back, and Melvin Gordon is the, the, the running back. Danny Woodhead that year had 80 receptions and six touchdowns. And Melvin Gordon, I believe, had like 40 receptions as a rookie. Um, but Danny Woodhead was utilized in that role. And the next year, Woodhead was gone. Melvin Gordon, I believe, he had like 39 receptions or 40. He was around 40. Uh, and then Eckler came in. Eckler had like 29 receptions, and then he went up to like 40. And then last year he had like 92. Um, and he's a scat back type. And Melvin Gordon was there most of the time uh, last year. You know he had the holdout, but I think Naheem Hines is going to be that scat back type player. And, and Naheem, Naheem Hines is probably going to be the back that when the fantasy playoffs come around and Jonathan Taylor is hot and, and we're starting Jonathan Taylor. Naheem Himes is going to vulture and get like two touchdowns first week of the playoffs. Really going to kill us, but I want to get Naheem Himes. He's the number one waiver wire ad for me this week. Um, if I have fab, I'm probably spending about 30% of my fab on him. Uh, I just think that he's going to be involved. I don't think they're going to unleash Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor is capable without a doubt. I mean, he looked tremendous in his, uh, in his uh, short stint there, but he was clearly not part of the game plan until Marlon Mack went down. I mean, it was Mack and it was Naheem Hines. Uh, and I, I don't think they're just going to put Naheem Hines on the sidelines and let Jonathan Taylor be a three-down back. I think they're going to rotate. I think you're going to see uh, Taylor on third down sometimes, but I also think you're going to see Hines on first down sometimes. Um, so I'm all about getting Hines uh, and stashing him and maybe for a flex. I mean, if you drafted somebody that – that either was injured or just doesn't look like they're going to be who you thought they were. I think Naheem Hines is going to be a really good flex. Um, and I think he's going to be consistent. I talked about that, uh, that he could be one of the most consistent running backs on the team, uh, and especially with PPR. Uh, but I think Taylor's going to get his as well. So uh, he's definitely something that I'm targeting. He's going to be number one on my waiver wire. Uh, another guy, we talk about the Chargers, and we talk about Phillip Rivers. And, and that's Joshua Kelly. So if Eckler is not the pass-catching running back that he was last year, uh, his value is not going to be that good. I mean, again, we're not going to overreact after week one, but Jonathan or uh, Joshua Kelly got goal line carries, scored a touchdown, uh, had 12 carries. So he, Joshua Kelly is going to be a baller. We talked about him again, too. Uh Stash him on your dynasty rosters. We were getting him late in drafts. Uh, I believe I had him ranked over a lot of pro a lot of running back prospects this year. Uh, I really think he's going to be pretty good. Man, Fan is killing him tonight. Uh, so I like Joshua Kelly. Um, I mean, I wouldn't add, I wouldn't mind adding Joshua Kelly on my lineup this week as well, uh, and just trying to see he could take over that that um, that backfield. I mean, they did give Eckler the money, uh, but if Joshua Kelly is is the better player, you know they're going to let him play. 
let's talk about the Redskins. You know, I we talked about Antonio Gibson. I don't think he was worth dr- being drafted. Um, but I think that eventually his owners are going to cut him because he's not consistent. And, and we will try to scoop him up uh, when the time is right. But I think that Peyton Barber is the back that we want for Washington. Now, Washington won. So as long as they're winning, as long as they're in contention, uh, I think Barber is going to be the starting running back. He's going to get the goal line carries. Uh, I believe that uh, Gibson, he only had 18 offensive snaps. All right. And this guy was being drafted early. Now, I know we don't want to overreact week one, but 18 snaps, two receptions. I mean, he was efficient with what he had, but I don't I don't think I don't think that Washington is really going to unleash him unless they've like completely been eliminated and they're in tank mode. And they want to just get him experience for next season. Uh, so as long as they're winning, I think Barber's the guy. So I wouldn't mind stashing Barber. I mean, he was he was a thorn in the side to Ronald Jones last year in Tampa. And again, he's not going to win you a league. Uh, you know, most times he's going to be a plotter, uh, but he could be a depth on your uh, fantasy team. And if you have an injury or a bye week, uh, he could be someone that you could um, fill in. Uh, and again, I don't know if your leagues are deep or if your leagues are shallow so i don't know if these players are available or not uh and again i don't i'm not sure exactly what i want to provide here with this ad drop uh, so if you have suggestions what you want to hear uh, hit me up on twitter at roto lounge let me know what you want to hear another running back is james robinson for the jaguars he's the only running back this week that had a hundred percent of his team's carries uh so he was you know essentially the the lead back there and I don't think that's going to change unless uh, Raquel comes back. I'm not really sure what's going on with uh, Raquel Armstead, uh, but I think James Robinson is probably going to hold on to that job um, for the immediate future and, and see what happens. So uh, I'm willing to add him as well. Pro- I'm not willing to, to spend as much for Hines as I am on Robinson or Kelly or Barber. Um, you know, maybe like you know, 15%. 15% of my fab budget, maybe 20% of my fab budget, uh, you know, for Kelly or or for for Robinson or for Barber. Probably not as much for Barber because I don't think he's going to be the starter the entire season. Uh, but I think that uh, Naheem Hines is going to have a role all season. I think Joshua Kelly is going to have a role all season. Uh, I think James Robinson could have a role all season. Uh, and another one is J.K. Dobbins. Uh, now, he, he did get a lot of his uh, opportunity in garbage time, uh, but he looks the part. I think if the games are close, I think Ingram's going to be in there. But, you know, Baltimore is probably going to blow some teams out, so Dobbins is going to get his opportunity. And then, as we saw tonight in Pittsburgh, Benny Snell. You know, if Benny Snell is a free agent... I think he's a good ad. Uh, James Conner was already injured. So Benny Snell could be a sneaky ad uh, to our lineups as well. Uh, Now let's talk about some wide receivers. Uh, If Sammy Watkins is on your waiver wire, pick him up. 
I'm not sure if he is, but I talked about him all offseason. I think he's going to have a decent season. Same with Robbie Anderson. If he's on your waiver wire, pick him up. I think he's going to be a consistent player. Probably not go off like he did this week. Uh, I don't expect you know, 75-yard touchdowns every week. Um, but he did have five other receptions uh, for, I think, 30 or 40 yards. Um, so I think he's going to be involved. Uh, Brian Edwards. All right. I think that um, if Ruggs has issues with his ankle, uh, I think Brian Edwards could uh, be a big part of that offense whenever the Raiders don't face an easy run schedule like they just did with the Panthers and they're forced to pass. I think that Brian Edwards could be uh, a player that they target a lot. So he's someone that you might not even need to use your waiver wire add-on. Uh, he might not be added. You could probably sneak him up after waivers. And here's another tip. If you're going to put a waiver in, you may as well put in several um, because, again, most likely you're going to drop down in the waiver ranking. So just if you're going to use it once, you might as well use it several times. Uh, and, again, because we want to try to um, use it as little as possible, especially as the season goes on. Uh, as we saw uh, Slayton with the Giants tonight, he looked very good. Uh, I don't. I didn't think that he was the real deal, but he looked very electric tonight. Um, will will that continue? You know, again after week one, teams are going to get the film. They're going to see what other teams like to do, and they're going to game plan around it. So that's another reason why we don't want to put too much emphasis into week one, because if Darius Slayton is their go-to guy, defensive coordinators are going to figure that out, and they're going to figure out how to shadow him and stop him. So I would, you know. I'd add him to the team, but I wouldn't expect uh, what he did tonight with two touchdowns and, what, 80 or 90 yards, um, you know, all the time. Uh, another receiver we want to look at is probably Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he should be back this week. Uh, and the 49ers don't have any wide receivers. I mean, they look bad. Jimmy Garoppolo looked bad. Uh, they need to get some receivers to open things up. Um, and I think if Ayuk comes back, he could be a focal point if he's healthy. Uh, another thing we need to look at is that uh, the 49ers might be bringing in Mohamed Sanu. Uh, and if they bring him in, they might sign him because we don't know how bad Debo Samuel's injury is. And we know that Shanahan has a good relationship with Belichick. So I'm sure that Shanahan's already spoken with Belichick about Sanu. And they brought in Manuel Sanders last year, who was the veteran had a few good games with them. I could see them bringing in uh, Muhammad Sanu uh, to just kind of help in the wide receiver room and maybe be a safety valve for uh, Jimmy G. I mean, he could bust, but again, he's someone that you can just kind of wait. You don't even need to use a waiver ad on him uh, unless news breaks before waiver wire. Um, after waivers clear, I would just you know maybe add him if, if everyone that you wanted on waivers is gone and, and you're looking to fill a, a spot, you could maybe add Sanu. Uh, but just be careful because if if you add him before he's signed, and he doesn't sign, uh, you know you, you don't want to make you want to make sure you didn't spend too much money on him or drop somebody that you, you know, prefer to keep. Uh, also, we want to look at uh, Browns tight end um, Harrison Bryant. You know, Njoku went to the IR for at least three weeks with a knee injury, so I think it's going to be Hooper and Harrison Bryant. And again, he's probably not going to be added. So, you know, just keep him on your radar. If, if you want to wait, you know, a few weeks and, and see what happens, 
Um, but I, I don't really expect him to do anything. I mean, clearly, if Jonu Smith is on your waiver wire, go ahead and add him. Uh, I think he's going to have a great season. Also, Corey Davis. Corey Davis is having a, you know, a really good, uh, a really good first game here. Tannehill's looking at him a lot. So Corey Davis could have, be a resurrection uh, this week or, or, or this season. So let's see. Uh, let's look at some of the scores this week and, and see if um, we can talk about some games. So the Seahawks and the Falcons. Uh, Russell Gage had a really good game. I don't know if that's going to be consistent. Hayden Hurst didn't have a very good game. Um, let's see. So Julio Ridley and Gage all had over 100 yards. They all had nine receptions. Uh, and Hayden Hurst had three catches. So for those hyping Hurst, you know, it, again, it is one week. Um, and I don't really expect Russell Gage a lot to do this. You know, it's one week. Um, but if you're looking for, if you have a deep roster or something and you need a flex, he's not a bad choice. Um, I don't see anybody else in that game. Seattle, uh, I don't really see anyone in that game either. I mean, Greg Olson, he had four catches, 24 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, he, he's a, a tight end that you could add and sit on your bench for a while. Uh, looking at the Cleveland-Baltimore game. Cleveland, I mean, uh, I don't know what they're going to do with Hunt and Chubb. That's that's kind of frustrating. Um, we'll see how that evolves. Um, let's see. Hooper had two catches for 15, and Joko had three for 50. So we're, nothing exciting there. Uh, J.K. had seven carries, 22 yards, and two touchdowns. Willie Sneed, now we're going to pass on him. Hollywood had a great game. Nothing else I see in on those two rosters. Jets and Bills. Okay, so uh, Le'Veon Bell is out. Hamstring issue. Uh, the Jets are just bad, but I don't know if they're just going to let uh, Frank Gore be the running back. The, uh, the other running back is, what, Joshua Adams? So, I mean, Frank Gore... I mean, if you wanted to add him and just see if they just give him the ball 20 times a game, who knows what's going to happen there. Um, Chris Hernan had six catches for 37 yards. He could be available. Uh, could be a safety valve for, for Darnold. Panthers and the Raiders, we talked about Robbie Anderson and we talked about Brian Edwards. Um, I don't know. I mean, we like Renfro, but he only had two catches for 21 yards. I mean, they didn't need to throw. I mean, Jacobs ran all over the uh, the Panthers. He had, what, 25 carries, 93 yards, um, three touchdowns. So if you played him in DFS, you got money. I talked about I was going to fade him on some lineups, um, but I think I only faded him on one, and I played him on, on all the other ones, and um, that paid off. So sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. Uh, well, let's see what Brian Edwards did that game. Where was he at? Edwards had one catch for nine yards. I still think he's a good stash. I think that he could pop. Again, I'm going to try to give you some advice a few weeks or a week in advance so that we can get these guys without using waiver claims uh, and stash them because there's going to be guys that we drafted and we missed. Now, I wouldn't make too many crazy moves week one uh, due to the fact that, uh, you know, a lot, a lot can change week two. Uh, you know, as players get 
comfortable and, and their conditioning gets better. Uh, and you're, you're going to see completely different offenses here um, starting in week two. Bears and Lions, um, nothing really exciting. I mean, Mitch Trubisky it won me a lot of money in DFS this week, 242 and three touchdowns. And we'll talk about that later this week on the DFS podcast. Uh, Anthony Miller, four for 76 and one. I don't think he's uh, going to be a free agent, but if he is, you know, I think that um, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a big part of that offense. Uh, Allen Robinson had five for 74. Jimmy Graham talked about Jimmy Graham. The Bears, it seemed like the Bears realized at the end of that game uh, that Jimmy Graham was a mismatch. Like, I don't understand. Sometimes I don't understand what Nagy does. I mean, this guy was dominating uh, his opponent, and they weren't throwing him the football. And then at the end of the game, when they needed to win, they started throwing him the football. So I could see the Bears trying to utilize Jimmy Graham a little more in week two. Um, so if you need a tight end and there's, like, nobody on the waiver wire, uh, or if you had Njoku and you put him on the IR but you want to add a tight end, add Jimmy Graham. Uh, and just sit on him, see if the Bears, you know, we, we talked about this in the offseason that I thought the Bears were going to use Jimmy Graham um, as a as a, a, a target, um, especially down in the red zone. And uh, he scored one touchdown, and then he almost scored another. And I stacked Trubisky, and I stacked uh, Jimmy Graham. And when he caught that second touchdown, in the 920,000 uh, entry, I jumped up to like, 25th place um and then they end up calling it back um so that sucked but um i think that he could be i think that he could be a uh a sneaky play this year i don't think he's gonna be very consistent but you never know i mean he could be a goal line target for trubisky um so keep your eye on him uh, just i just wouldn't sleep on him um next up colts jags we talked about that did i talk about paris campbell i think paris campbell is going to be a sneaky ad uh, in leagues. You know, I had him ranked as. I'm not. I'm not too proud of this. I had. Well, I mean, we don't know. One year happened, but I had and kill Harry number one. I had Paris Campbell number two when Andrew Luck was still in the league, and then I had AJ Brown number three. So AJ dominated last year, uh, but if Paris Campbell comes in this year and he does good, um, you know, I'm happy with that ranking. He ended up with six catches, 71 yards. I mean, his, his problem is going to be to stay healthy. But if he can stay healthy, I think he's going to have a really good season with Rivers. Uh, he just has all the uh, tools to be successful in the NFL. So if he's available, pick him up in stash. Uh, Gardner Minshew. I mean, if you didn't draft him, you're probably not going to add him, especially in single quarterback leagues. But... They're probably going to have a lot of garbage time, and he's going to be chucking it. I mean, he was 19 for 20. Um, and then he had another 19 yards rushing. So he's not a bad add if, if, if your league, if you need a quarterback. I mean, I wouldn't add him in, in one quarterback leagues. LaVisca Sinault, uh, he got two carries. He had three catches, ended up having a touchdown. I think they're going to try to use him all over the field. I had him in my flex spot in every league that I had him in, I believe, um, just because I felt like they were going to use him a lot. I mean, he did all right, um, but I'd like to see more down the road, and, and they may incorporate him more as he gets more comfortable in the offense. 
So I w I'd look to add Visca if he's available in your leagues. Uh, let's see. Packers, Vikings. What a game that was. Aaron Rodgers looked completely, completely like he did a few years ago. I had Devontae Adams in all my lineups. We talked about him in DFS, that he was probably going to be the top scoring wide receiver. Uh, so that paid off. I mean, he ended up having 156-2. and two. A.J. Dillon, I mean, he had two carries for 14 yards, averaged seven yards a carry. Um, but, again, LaFleur is playing these head games. I mean, Jonathan Williams had seven carries. He had four receptions. I mean, come on. Jonathan or uh, Jonathan Williams, I mean, come on. Um, so I, I think LaFleur is just playing head games. I mean, Dillon is going to to end up replacing him eventually, uh, I, in my opinion. Um, I wouldn't add Dillon yet, um, but we may need to jump on him a few weeks early if we can. But again, Jonathan Williams is like an injury away from from being out for a while. So uh, keep your eye on A.J. Dillon. I'm not really a big fan of uh, Valdez Scantling. I do have him in like a deep, deep, deep league. Um, but again, I think he's going to be hit or miss. Again, once once teams get uh, film, they'll figure it out. And he's not as consistent as you'd like to see. But uh, he had a good game. He had 96 and a touch. So not a bad game. Uh, Dolphins and the Patriots. Cam Newton did exactly what I thought he was going to do. I thought he was going to be really good inside the 20s. And I thought that Jarrett Stidham was going to uh, you know, play the other series through the field. But with that injury and Cam taking over, I mean, Cam looked good running the football. But again, it was the Dolphins. And teams are going to be ready for that. So I wouldn't take a victory lap on Cam Newton quite yet. Uh, we'll see what happens. So I don't really recommend any of the Patriots. Um, Sony Michelle had 37 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he didn't have a great game. He always seems to find the end zone. Uh, and Nikhil Harry had five for 39, and Edelman had five for 57. Most of most of them might be on your on rosters right now. Uh, let's see, Dolphins. I don't. I mean, there's nothing really exciting about the Dolphins. Miles Gaskins, the leading running back, nine for forty. Uh, I mean, that's not bad. Um, Jordan Howard, nothing. Matt Breda, mm, nothing. If you want to take a flyer on Miles Gaskins, I don't know what the Dolphins are going to bring, but that's not a bad stat line. Again, I didn't watch the game, so I'm just kind of looking at the box score right now. Um, but Gaskin could be a pretty decent ad. Um, but I'd probably wait till after waivers. Receiving, no, nothing there that we care about receiving-wise. Let's see. Eagles and Washington. Clearly Dallas Goddard. If he's on your waiver wire, add him. Huge game. Eight receptions, 100 yards, touchdown. Um, Boston Scott disappointed us. Uh, I played him almost everywhere in DFS. Nine carries, 35 yards, uh, two targets, uh, two receptions. I mean, nothing nothing to write home about. Corey Clement had six carries for 19 yards, another two targets for him, and he had two receptions. So as long as Miles Sanders is out, that's just going to be a committee backfield, I believe. And I don't even know how bad Scott's injury is. Now, if Scott's injury is bad and Clement's the only running back, we need to go after Clement. Uh, I think I added Clement in one league before uh, Locke, um, just in case you know he got the start. Um, so he's still on my roster. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, Washington, we talked about Gibson and Barber. Uh, Gibson had, just to remind you, Gibson had nine carries for 36 yards. 
And uh, Barber had 17 carries for 29 yards. I mean, he's just a plotter. Uh, but he clearly was the back that they wanted to give the ball to. Uh, and then in the past game, Gibson had two receptions for eight yards. So if I was going to target anybody, I would target Barber. And then I was, I'd wait. Wait until that Antonio Gibson owner drops Antonio Gibson. And then we'd probably add him and just kind of sit on him if we had the roster space. Until Washington really wanted to just kind of feature him. I just don't think he's ready. I don't think he's ready. And I don't think Washington's going to rush him in, in, unless their season is over. So it's a little early to go ahead and rush him in there because he could be a liability. You know, I don't. I, you know, he's a former receiver and he only had two targets. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. You know where his pass blocking skills are right now, so we don't want him to be a liability for Haskins. Um, so again, I just don't think he's ready. Um, but later in the season, you know, as he gets comfortable, they might just say, "Look, this is your offense." We're going to treat you like Christian McCaffrey. We're going to throw you the ball, hand you the ball off. Uh, and he could be a league winner late, late in the season. So we'll keep our eye on that. Uh, Cincinnati and the Chargers. Man, we talked about how disappointing Eckler was uh, and how good Joshua Kelly looked. Eckler had 19 carries, 84 yards, and one target. And Joshua Kelly had 12 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, I, I'm not really excited about Eckler. I mean, things are going to change this week, but Tyrod just didn't look like he was interested in giving it to, um, throwing it to the backs. And Joshua Kelly looked good running that football. I tell you what, man, he looked good running that football. So I definitely want to have him on my on my lineup. Um, because if Eckler goes down and this becomes Josh Kelly's backfield, Man, you're talking about a top 12 running back, I think, uh, if he doesn't have to split with anybody. I mean, I'm not worried about Justin Jackson uh, at all. So we want to stash Joshua Kelly just in case something happens to Eckler. I think Joshua Kelly might be one of the best handcuffs in the, in the league right now because he's going to get the opportunity. He's going to get goal line carries. And then he's an injury away of being the, the bell cow there in um, in L.A. So try to stash Josh Kelly if you can. Bucks Saints, the Bucks look terrible. Uh, I mean, Jameis Winston would have scored more points. I mean, they were completely boring. Um, you know, they were running two tight end sets. So if they continue to do that, OJ Howard's going to be a factor. But that is going to be a boring offense if they don't go back to the Bruce Arians uh, air it out scheme. Uh, and I believe that if they struggle next week, um, you know. There could there 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 could be some changes here in week three with uh, Arians changing things up and just trying to air the ball out. Ronald Jones he looked pretty good, 17 carries, 66 yards, uh, and then Leonard Fournette it was his first game. He hasn't been with the Bucks for more than a week, but he had five carries for five yards. I mean that's what we came to see in in, in, um, in Jacksonville. He, he he'll get he'll get what's blocked for him. He'll break a run here and there, but he's he's nothing. He doesn't seem to be anything special. So, after watching that first game, I'm still holding out hope on Ronald Jones. Uh, receiving Godwin, I mean, he was all right. Six for 79. I expect a lot more. He needs to pick it up because I talked about him being one of the top receivers this year. So, I need to see him pick it up. Scotty Miller was a bright spot. Five for 73. Uh, you know, I think that could have had something to do with uh, Evans. Evans' injury. Evans didn't even have a reception. 
Uh, I don't believe. Let's see. Yes, he did have one reception for two yards and a touchdown. So I missed that somewhere along the way. Um, but he'll be more involved. Um, you know, Godwin should be more involved. But uh, the Bucks just look look really bad. Saints. Um, well, also with the Bucks, I think the Bucks are going to have a very good pass defense and a rush defense. So be careful when the Bucks play a team um, to really, you know, don't expect a lot because I think they're going to be a really good defense. Uh, Michael Thomas came out and said he had an ankle injury that could affect him this season. Um, hopefully it doesn't, um, but keep your eye on that. Uh, Kamara looked good. I don't see anyone that we want to target. Emmanuel Sanders, 3 for 15. Traquan Smith, 1 for 4. Mike Thomas, 3 for 17. I thought Breeze was going to blow up this week. I thought it was going to be a shootout. But it was just a bad, boring game. Next up, Arizona Cardinals. I wasn't on Kyler this week, but, man, did he look good. Uh, 230, one touchdown on the ground. He had 91 yards. I mean, he looked like he did in college running out there. Uh, and that's really going to, you know, heighten his uh, fantasy floor. Uh, he didn't really run that much last year to the end of the season, but now he looks to be more comfortable. Um, so we could really see some uh, a high ceiling from Kyler this season. Um, so we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, Drake had 16 carries. Chase Edmonds had six carries. Um, so I'm not really interested in there right now. Hopkins had 14 receptions. The next up was Larry Fitzgerald at four. So Nook is clearly, clearly the alpha there. Uh, San Francisco, again, we want to – McKinnon looked all right. He had three carries, 24 yards, uh, and then three receptions for 20 yards. Mostert had four receptions for 95 and a touchdown, and then 15 carries for 56 yards. So it looks like Mostert's the the lead back for sure. McKinnon is number two right now. I know Coleman was limited because of the air quality. But McK or, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo needs some – he needs some help. He needs some help. Um, all right, it looks like that's James Conner suffered an ankle injury tonight. That's why he was out. Uh, that's going to hamper him all season. So, again, Benny Snell. Bump Benny Snell up your um, your waiver wire ads because uh, he should be getting the bulk of the the carries moving forward. But, yeah, uh, look at Brandon Ayuk. If Brandon Ayuk's available, maybe pick him up after your waiver wire ads. Even if you just sit him on the bench this week, see if Jimmy G really has that connection like they were talking about in camp. Um, so he's worth a stash just to sit on your bench for a week. If he comes back and he looks really good, he'll clearly be the number one waiver wire ad for week three. So if, there goes Jerry Judy. Ooh, ooh. Uh, so, yeah, so add Brandon Ayuk. Um, if you got someone to drop and just kind of sit on him and see what happens. And Dallas Cowboys and the Rams. Now, last year, I didn't talk about Malcolm Brown. Last year, Malcolm Brown, first week of the season, I believe he had two touchdowns. Uh, we were hyping him. I was I was hyping him because I had taken him in, in, like, the last round of best ball drafts. And I'm like, look at this. We got Malcolm Brown starting running back for the Rams. Gurley's injured. I got him for nothing. And then the rest of the season, he didn't do shit. So... I'm not going to hype him and tell you to add Malcolm Brown this year. I mean, I love Akers. Henderson is there. I just can't see that Malcolm Brown is going to hold off Akers and Darrell Henderson. 
to be this fantasy relevant back. So I'm not hyping him. Uh, let someone else spend the money on him or or add him. Uh, he's knowing that I'm that I'm going to target uh, on the free agent waiver wire. Uh, Mari Cooper was the alpha. Gallup was. I mean that that one last play was called back. Um, things would have been a lot different had he caught that. He would have been the um, probably the leading receiver for the Cowboys as far as yards. But Cooper had 10 receptions and 80 yards. Clearly the guy that Dak loves, and we talked about that in an earlier podcast. No one else that I really want to target. I mean, Blake Jarwin went out, but I didn't really expect the tight end to really have a big role this season anyways. So I'm not really going after a tight end. Even if they sign a tight end, I don't I don't care. I think it's going to be Cooper, Lamb, Gallup, and Zeke is that offense, and, and that's who we want to uh, focus our attention on. So that's really it. Um, you know, I know this was probably kind of a boring podcast. I'm just kind of... Uh, you know, just just winging it. I got to be up in a few hours. I didn't have really time to prep, but I want to give you something to look forward to, to listen to. Maybe it'll, you know, give you um, some help on maybe some decisions you want to make in your ad drops. I'll try to bring better stats moving forward, and we'll know more a little more after you know a few weeks, and we'll see how offenses really want to play. Uh, but again, my only advice is don't overreact week one. If you didn't win, it doesn't matter, okay? We got a long season ahead of us. Uh, I probably went 500. This, If I went 500, I'd probably be lucky. Um, and I will tell you, the one year that I was in the tournament uh, that I won tickets to the Super Bowl, I remember very vividly I lost the first week of the season. I had Chris Johnson as my running back. He did absolutely nothing the first week of the season. I think he had like 30 rushing yards. Uh, he went on to rush for 2,000 yards that season. So, and I ended up winning the entire tournament. So, don't overreact week one. Don't drop players that you drafted early because they had bad weeks. I really advise you to just sit tight. The only players that you would drop are players like at the end of your roster that maybe you took um, flyers on that, that maybe don't look like they're going to pan out. Uh, and then target some of these guys that actually show that they're going to have a role in the offense, like a Josh Kelly, like a Naheem Hines, uh, like a Paris Campbell. Some of these guys that most likely um, were not drafted that are going to have a role in their offenses. And again, if you have deep leagues, those guys are probably gone. But if you have shallow leagues, 10-man leagues, uh, those, those guys could still be available. Uh, so again, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, follow me on uh, Twitter at Roto Lounge. Leave me a review. Go on Apple Podcasts. Leave me a review. Uh, drop me a line in Twitter. Let me know what you want to hear as far as these podcasts, ad drops, uh, what you want to hear. Um, or drop me mail, uh, Roto Lounge at ProtonMail.com. Uh, so real quick before we get out of here, I'm going to go over the um, some players to add this week. Just so you know, I probably have Naheem Hines as my top ad. Probably Joshua Kelly as my th second ad. Uh, Benny Snell as my third ad. <clears throat> probably James Robinson and Paris Campbell, depending on what position you need. Um, then I look at like Barber and J.K. Dobbins as a stash. Of course, Sammy Watkins and Robbie Anderson, but they're probably most likely drafted. Uh, look at Brian Edwards, <clears throat> Darius Slayton, Brandon Ayuk, 
and uh, <coughs> for a deep flyer, uh, Muhammad Sanu. So I appreciate you coming to the lounge. I'm going to finish this whiskey. Call it a night. Uh, I'll be back later this week. <clears throat> we'll see how I want to do these podcasts. I might try to do a dynasty podcast and then a uh, DFS on Saturday night. So hopefully if we do this right, we'll do um, Monday night ad drop sometime later in the week, a dynasty podcast. And then finish it off with a DFS on Saturday. Let's win some money. Appreciate you joining me in the lounge. Again, follow me. Like the podcast. Review the podcast. Show me some love on Twitter. Uh, We are the speakeasy of fantasy football. Um, But make sure you let everyone know where you enjoy going to get your drink and your fantasy football insight. And that's the Roto Lounge. So, till next time. Cheers. Cheers.